Greetings, everyone. This is Melvin York with Daddy Pete Gardening. Uh, we have the Times Festival podcast on gardening with Daddy Pete. We've tried to help you along with some of the things, the different varieties, different things. As far as vegetable growing, as far as uh, fruit, uh, design in your yard, perennials, shrubs, trees, fruit trees. And today we have talked about soil in the past, but we are going to talk about uh, doing your own compost. Now, if you have just a normal size lot, half acre, three quarters, one acre, uh, your composting uh, is still worthwhile. It will be minimal, but uh, it does give you a, a to-go with your excess of lawn clippings, uh, your uh, shrubs, leaves, tree, the leaves in the fall, all of those can be put to well use in uh, using uh, for your next season's gardening. Now, there's several different vessels that you can compost in. Uh, they make tumblers. Uh, I've seen people take the plastic barrels to make their own. Uh, you can do a just a bin-type composting, whereas you either put up some pallets on three sides, a small one in the front, or uh, I have seen uh, concrete blocks used. Uh, all of those will work. Uh, the main thing with composting, we're gonna tell you how to get that started. Uh, in composting, you're gonna need uh, carbon. You need a carbon source, which that can be your leaves, that can be your grass clippings. Uh, that could be even uh, some of your smaller sticks and, and uh, shrub stems. Now make sure that when you are uh, making your compost that you don't use uh, your grass clippings if they've been treated with some type of herbicide uh, or insecticide. Again, same thing with uh, your trees. Use your own trees, leaves, your own uh, sticks. You can use straw. If you use straw to uh, take in mulch with this season, around your tomatoes, around your peppers and all and it's going down. That gives good aeration with the carbon and that's what you're after. You're looking for it to provide a heat so that the bacteria, uh, all the uh, uh, nutritional bacteria can grow uh, with that. Some things that you don't want to add to your uh, compost bin would be uh, meats out of the kitchen, uh, meat scraps, raw or cooked. Um, most of the times, uh, a lot of the things like um, lemon rinds, uh, orange peels, that doesn't do as well either. Uh, I would suggest to start it off with, you get your grass clippings, get uh, your, um, the time comes for leaves. Uh, if you're cleaning up around some with sticks, again, take your straw. I would actually buy a uh, bag of our, depending how big it is, but at least one bag of our composted dairy manure or either our kicking chicken to give yourself a start to get those microbes working and going. Keep in mind, the big thing is it needs to be aerated and you need your carbon uh, to keep it all going. In other words, greens and browns. Browns would be your, your dry leaves, greens would be your lawn clippings, and then add to whatever. Another good source to add in there 
would be uh, uh, eggshells. Well, um, the complete egg going in, you will probably find out that uh, you may draw in some unwanted varmints or guests with those whole eggs. So uh, the eggshells open, you do that, keep those over to the side, crush them a little bit, adds calcium back in there, works well and even works good as help keeping some aeration going uh, with your compost. Now, depending on the outside temperature, inside temperature, how wet it is, you may want to keep a tarp over it in the rainy season. Uh, another good thing to have is a good pitch for it. Uh, when you get those uh, ingredients put together in there or uh, a small shovel, uh, you know, dig down in and see if you're starting to create a heat. You usually won't see a heat until the pile gets somewhere around two and a half to three foot tall. So you want to keep in mind, keep that heaped up, bound up. Uh, when you reach down into the pile, if you're starting to get a heat, that's good. If it's uh, going over 160 degrees, it's time to turn it. Uh, if you see that uh, it's going lower uh, than that, you're losing ground, then you need to turn it also. Give it fresh oxygen so you can make sure that uh, the beneficial microbes, the beneficial bacteria is constantly growing. And yes, a compost thermometer would be a great thing to have. That way it does make sure that you're getting that heat so you don't produce any salmonella, you don't produce any E. coli for some of the scraps that you're putting in. Our table scraps would be fine. Again, know what you're putting in there. Uh, potato peelings, um, it's always a good one uh, that you can use. I know that uh, that's one of the things we have, lettuces, uh, some of your vegetables like that that stayed around a little too long. Go ahead and use those in there, but make sure you don't overload that compost with just uh, rotten vegetables. Keep it in a percentage, and you want to keep it turning and keep it going. Now, moisture is a big deal when you're composting. Not enough, you will not produce the heat. Too much, and you most definitely won't produce the heat. So that's why I said you may want to buy a tarp, especially in the rainy times, and do that. Make sure your compost bin is near where you can use a water hose in case we do have those extra, extra dry times where you can wet it because if the temperature's going down, give it a wet, Roll it with your shovel, your pitchfork, and do that again. Now, that is going to help you produce a good start for next year's gardening. I like to see compost, at least in that type of setting, uh, at least cook for you know, three and a half to six months. Uh, because your sticks are going to be a little bigger in the setting that you are in your yard. Leaves is another thing. You've got to keep those in between the sticks, in between straw, because they will mad together and stop the heating process. So, but again, that is a great way uh, to start building your compost. Grass clippings, your own, uh, if you know they have not been treated with a herbicide or insecticides. The last thing we want to do is start uh, interjecting something into our compost pile that will kill the bacteria. And later on, uh, we want to use this compost to make sure that we enhance and draw the red worms on all to our gardens. So we don't want any uh, 
telltale uh, herbicide or uh, insecticide laying around in our compost. And that's some things that we're having a lot of problems with now is in uh, hay, uh, people are spraying their pastures with grazon, a chemical that does kill broadleaf. It's like a 2,4-D, so to speak, there. And uh, any of that's been used on your yard, you most definitely don't want to use that in your compost. If your plants do come up and if they are set out in there and you don't get leaf curl or deformed fruit or uh, the size of it even being smaller, uh, uh, you will be very, very lucky uh, because it will. Now, the only bad thing about that is right now, we don't have a timetable on how long that does stay in the soil. So when you take something like your compost and you take it to your, your garden or you incorporate it into your pots or your raised bed, you want to make sure that you're incorporating something in there that's good and it's healthy and it's going to be beneficial to building up the soil instead of something that you're going to have to take plumb out. So uh, the grass clippings I would only use would be from uh, my own yard and know what's been put on it. Another thing is straw. Very seldom, if any, uh, ever uses graze on in that because it's a grain. So you're pretty safe on that. So, But know the difference between straw and wheat. Uh, do your homework there. If you've not been around it, straw is a bigger stem. You won't see any grain on it very seldom. You might see a little wheat left, one little stem or something, but very, very seldom. And it's a larger, looks just like a straw. That's why they call it uh, wheat straw. Hay is a totally different animal. They do come in bales too, but the grass is finer because it is a grass. It is not a grain. And uh, you will actually see seed on those. And if you don't know where that hay come from. Now, if you are beside a farm, you know the farmer. And he does not use chemicals. You want to use hay? That's great. Carry on. But if you're not lucky enough to know somebody and you're going to go buy some straw, use it for another reason, or even use it for this, you know, I would go with the straw. A lot of times people use straw to decorate in uh, the fall. I mean, we'll do it with fall. We'll do it for Halloween, even Thanksgiving. But those straw bales will deteriorate over time. You cut the strings off of them when you get them to your compost bin. And you may want to add just a little at the time as you go on. If you see the straw is overwhelming the, your compost pile, again, pick you up another bag of our Daddy Pete's composted dairy manure or uh, our mushroom compost, which would work well also, or our kicking chicken, and go ahead and mix that and incorporate that in. That way you keep your volume going. And uh, I think you will find out. Compost thermometer, uh, you, you want to start turning that when it does reach a temperature uh, up to 150, 160 degrees, even 140s, okay, if you keep turning it. And it will build itself uh, on. If you're not getting these temperatures, one of the two things are happening. Uh, if you've aerated it, like we talked about with straw or sticks, it, then you're either not wet enough or you're too wet. Uh, 75, 60 to 75% moisture is more than enough uh, to get that compost pile going. Uh, I would really like to see you stay somewhere around the 60, 65% moisture. You don't have to go 
and uh, by moisture meters or anything like that, you can actually tell when you grab it with your hand. Squeeze it if it's wet. If it stays in the ball, they're too wet to compost usually. So make sure uh, that you do wherever. If you're doing it outside, you're going to do it in the bin. Make sure you do purchase you just a tarp to throw over it in these rainy seasons. And I think that you'll uh, really would like to uh, enjoy that. I think you'll enjoy it. I think uh, when you see that you produce your own uh, organic soil, uh, I think that um, you'll really feel good about taking it out to your vegetables because you know that you've produced it and that it's safe and healthy for your family. One thing I want to just mention here to you with our uh, other podcast, uh, we're doing Global Food with Daddy Pete. Uh, I've been doing some research on things that uh, I would like to give you this much. And again, as I'm telling the other listeners for that podcast, Make sure that you do uh, go to the USDA page, sign up for all of their recalls, sign up for um, your shortages and your drugs. You can find that on the FDA's page. So these two uh, organizations work together. But the thing that has amazed me most is when we're talking about food security, food shortage, is the waste that we produce on food in the United States anywhere from 30 to 40% waste. And that's been as far back as when I got records and was looking, 2010. And believe me, uh, it was over in 2017, was over $161 million worth of food that's wasted from the retail to the consumer. That's not counting before it gets there in packaging or in the farm or in the field. That's from the retailer to the consumer. We are wasting 30 to 40% of our food. Actually, it's probably closer to the 40% from all I'm seeing. And uh, food security, food shortages is something that, uh, you know, we shouldn't take lightly. And so what I uh, ask uh, our listeners with Global Food, and I'm going to ask you too, to take a challenge. This is always one. And by August 31, if you will seriously look at uh, the food that you and your family uh, actually do waste in uh, a week's time and be uh, very uh, conscious of that all the way through to the end of the month and see how that you can uh, actually help with that problem. Uh, So, uh, and if you do, and if it has surprised you or Maybe it didn't, or maybe you came up with a number of what you, you're going to do to make sure that we don't waste that food. If you would, go to our web uh, page, daddypeach.com, click on the uh, podcast, uh, and uh, let us know. Let us know what you found out. I think it would be great uh, to hear people and to see what they've really done. It's really worth your time, and if you have kids, get them involved, really. Uh, as a nation, we waste so many things. But uh, while you're there, if you're not already uh, signed up for our monthly email, please do that. It costs you nothing. We don't uh, hand out your emails, uh, addresses, or sell them or anything like that. Uh, We're just here trying to help. Uh, Another thing is uh, you can look at our web page there, go to our products, see if that does help you. And you can also look up our uh, composted dairy manure that I talked about today, helping you 
get your compost started and keeping it going, your compost bin or our mushroom compost or even our kicking chicken. And that will give you a good source of nitrogen. Carbon nitrogen is one of the things, and I didn't mention the nitrogen in uh, part of the formula, but that's one thing. Carbon nitrogen, the right moisture. And uh, you can get that bacteria going and make you some healthy, healthy soil for your veggies and for your other plants. I do appreciate you listening. Again, uh, take the challenge. We're going to do the August challenge of uh, cutting back uh, waste on our food supply. And by the way, if you're already gardening and you're producing some of your vegetables, I want to thank you because you're already lending a hand in our food security. Well, until next time, you've been listening with Melvin York, and this has been Gardening with Daddy Pete.